Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Are they expecting me to turn up in a miniskirt and a pair of, you know, fishnets or whatever, and I walk in in my pink tracksuit <laughs> with a keyboard under my arm, and they're all looking at me, and I just remember I felt like I'll prove it because I knew that the minute I opened my mouth, I kind of make them all go. Can you talk about the first time you heard her sing? I was just blown away when I heard it. I couldn't believe it. And uh, then we played just some of the instrumental stuff we had. She was really impressed. And so uh, she came again the next Wednesday, I think, or something like that, and put, put Lingo on a tape. And welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Travis. I got my brother Quentin with me today. And that was the voice of Dolores O'Reardon of The Cranberries. I butchered that last name pretty bad last week, so I wanted to make sure I got it right. I listened to several interviews, the second O is silent. Oh, Reardon is how they were pronouncing it over there. Okay. Well, that's good to know. But anyway, so uh, that was her talking about, um, that was from a, a, a MTV uh, interview clip um, from back in the 90s, 95, uh, where she was talking about when she walked in to audition to be the singer for the band at the time um, and how, you know, she walked into a room full of guys and you know, she knew that that like she had her secret weapon to seal the deal was her, was her amazing voice, and that's what we're going to mainly focus on today. I think is just how amazing a vocalist she is, and how unique her her vocals were in the '90s rock uh, scene, right? And 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 how that helped them stand out so much amongst the grunge artists, right? I mean, I'm really excited to get into it just because. For me, I just know the mega hits from the Cranberries, you know? Yeah. I never actually, I haven't dove into them yet myself, just um, other than what I, like I said, what I heard on the radio back in the in the 90s. Yeah. Everybody remembers and still loves Linger, Dreams, Zombie, which was on their second record. But yeah, th- those, those, uh, those songs are just iconic, massive hits, right? There's a lot of great stuff, uh, as you can imagine, on their on their first three records, at least. So that's what we're going to do. We're actually going to play uh, songs from a, a few songs from their first three records. Uh, so we're going to kind of mix it up a little bit, which is always fun to do because you get a, a good a good sense of, of of the band that way versus just focusing on one record, which is what we typically do. But yeah, we're not going to get too much into the background of the band or anything like that. Well, I did want to ask you, Trav. Um, you said that she walked into her audition yeah were they a band before she joined yeah i'll give you a quick synopsis then so uh they formed in the 80s um and it was two brothers basically um the hogan brothers who are actually uh descendants of a 19th century irish poet named michael hogan so these are the hogan brothers noel and mike and they met the drummer Fergal or Fergal Lawler in the mid '80s. They started, uh, you know, kicking around. They brought on this other guy to be the lead singer, originally named uh, Neil Quinn, but he was also in a another band at the same time. So he was doing like double duty kind of stuff. And then he decided to focus all of his efforts on the other band, and so that left open the spot for a lead singer. She was 18 at the time. She walked in with a pink tracksuit on 
and a Casio keyboard under her arm. And she's this really tiny kind of petite person. So uh, I don't think she had the buzz cut at the time, but you know, she had the really short hair by the time they hit the mainstream. But yeah, she's this very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not to, not very. Um, not someone who would command the room or whatever. Exactly. And then as she said it there, you know, she, once she opened her voice, then that's, that's it. Right. So they had some songs written already. They actually had linger uh, was actually written at the time. Oh man, um, I wonder if there's any recordings of that Neil guy singing it. <laughs> oh, the, uh, well, they they had written it. They hadn't recorded anything. Oh man, okay. But yeah, or at least not that I not that I've seen. Well, that must have been awesome for her. Like, I kind of like what she was saying in that interview. Like, I knew, you know, I knew that I that I had I had the chops hiding in my vocal cords. Right, and and, and again, like that's that's kind of what made them so special. Was was her right? So. We're going to get right into the tunes here, Q, but um, let me just say real quick, because this is relevant for the first song that we're going to play. Uh, she was, by the time she was, I guess, right around the time she joined the band, actually, when she was like 16, she was listening heavily to The Smiths, The Cure, R.E.M., Depeche Mode, right? Big, big hitters, right? As far as like names that we all know and love, right? Uh, also suing the Banshees the kinks right so she was heavily into like new wave lots of new wave and then lots of um alt rock early alt rock stuff from rem i guess right what i wanted to the, the reason i wanted to bring up the smiths at least is i you you hear that throughout the the cranberry uh the sound of the cranberries or at least the guitar work and uh dolores played rhythm guitar as well for the band so their first record came out in 1993 it's called Everybody Else is Doing It, So Why Can't We? Our first pick from this record, though, actually didn't appear on the record. But it was done, um, it was recorded during those sessions, right? And they released a um, sort of a complete sessions type record. Um, the reason I want to play is because it doesn't really sound like them yet. You know, like you can tell this is, you know, there's a reason why I didn't make it to the record. But it's a great song, and it also, I think, showcases that Smith's influence quite a bit. So this song is called Reason. love it man um i like that bass line it, and the drums are great too um, yeah but uh, yeah so the bass player is mike hogan just to, to to give you the roster here i i sort of named him but i didn't really say what they did so mike hogan's on bass noel hogan uh is guitar lead guitar and he also did a lot of the songwriting alongside dolores so they both kind of wrote, wrote the songs together fergal on drums and then dolores singer songwriter rhythm guitar player but yeah i really like that song quite a bit actually but you can if you um you'll see what i mean when i start playing the rest of the tracks like you can tell she was still finding her her um i don't want to say her voice because like she, her voice is her voice but i mean like the way that she had that traditional like irish um characteristics to her vocal delivery right you don't really hear it that much in that song so it's almost like she was still trying to, it makes me wonder, like when she walked into that audition, 
we'll never know. But like, did she did she tap into that kind of thing? Like, or did she keep that in her back pocket? Like, hey, yeah, I wonder if she just kind of kept that tucked away until like a few more sessions with the group. We'll never know. But I do know this: this next song definitely showcases that. And you think you like that song? Too? Just wait till you hear this one. Okay. <laughs> This one is very, very stripped down and like basic as far as like what's going on with the guitars, the drums, stuff like that. Very, very toned down. But her vocal delivery is what makes it like, it makes it, you know, it brings that gut punch, right? So here we go. This is another song. This is actually off the record. Um, again, the, the record we're talking about here is their debut record. Everybody else is doing it, so why can't we? And this song is called Pretty. Man, that song would not be as impactful if it wasn't for the way she sings it. Right. That's everything in that song. Yeah, and it's like, I know we don't like using this word, Q, <laughs> but it's haunting, right? It's haunting. Uh, it, and because of what she's doing, like it's- It is haunting. The way she's doing the verse is almost like a very breathy kind of, uh, almost like a whisper almost. And then she comes in with, the way the drums accentuate- Yeah. Her vocals going up too, which is really cool. I mean, yeah, I guess now that now that I think about it more, yes, the song wouldn't be as impactful without her. But like you were, like you just said, the way that that every single member, mm-hmm. the, the way that they play their instrument, it, yeah, all of it adds adds to to the impact of the song. Like, yeah, those drum hits are really cool. The guitar has the sort of um, like a flange, and not a flange, but like a, a tremolo kind of effect on it, which I think actually kind of helps with like sort of that in and out kind of pull that happens with her her vocals you know yeah anyway that was a really like there was only like 20 seconds left in that song very simple straightforward song i feel like it's really just it's it's a showcase of her voice right and just how powerful it is yeah let me say this dude while i was listening to that it made me think of our um conversation that we had about sade how she really didn't think they were going to make it huge because of the landscape of music when they were releasing just straight up jazzy stuff Mm -hmm. in the age of like keyboards and synth pop and yeah, you know, the stuff that was happening in the eighties, like you were saying, dude, the cranberries in that landscape in the nineties, like, man, they, no one else was like the cranberries in, in the nineties. Yeah. But the, the interesting thing about them though, is that like, when you listen to Zombie, there is some straight grunge, almost like a shoe, almost a shoegaze grunge kind of uh, guitar. The, the main guitar riff when it kicks in, the distortion and stuff kicks in. So it's not like they weren't doing the alt rock grunge sound, but they were doing it plus some some jangle Brit pop type stuff from their influences, plus her vocals. Right. So it's not like they were completely out of left field. But they were, but they had such a unique spin on 
the sound of the time, you know? Well, especially with songs like Pretty. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, this is kind of dumb. I didn't actually mention this. I think it's one of those things that's just kind of known. But they were their their origin is Ireland. They're from Limerick, Ireland. If that wasn't uh, known. I mean, I feel like that was pretty obvious after that intro clip. <laughs> sure. Yeah, they're obviously not uh, from America. Um, but anyway, from the interviews that I that I watched and listened to, they were just as shocked as um, as anybody, maybe, uh, with, with the success that they had. Once they once they're, it's probably a similar thing. I didn't really look into it, but they probably got picked up on some radio stations in the U.S. And then that's it, right? That's the end of it. I think they released they released Linger and they released um, uh, Dreams. I think Dreams first and then Linger. And Linger is what, you know, where they really took off. All right, so I got one more track from this record. I wanted to play those two because I think Reason helps kind of show that influence coming in because it kind of sounded like a, a new wave Smiths t- type of song. Pretty was just to show you what she can do with her vocals. Now, the rest of these are straight cranberry jams cue is what, is what i'm calling them <laughs> um all right so here we go this is our last pick from their first record everybody else is doing it so why can't we this song is called still can't be a soft spot in my heart for a well-placed la-da-da you know when <laughs> you it's done do it right it's just it just gets you yeah you gotta do it right but yeah um, i can hear the rem influence definitely rem and specifically her the way she uh strums like her strum patterns and stuff mm-hmm. because she's rhythm you you could tell when it's her yeah it's it's straight up smith's um but yeah, just you know, I think maybe on, on this record more so than their follow-up record, with the exception maybe of Zombie, a lot of the stuff on their debut record uh, is kind of dark, darker sounding, which I always gravitate toward that kind of stuff. I, you know, I like that kind of stuff too. I know. <laughs> but, uh, the next record, we're only going to play one song from their next record. Uh, no need to argue. Which again, that you want to talk about explode? Zombie is like their mega hit off the second record, probably their biggest hit to date. Um, but I guess the point I was trying to make is, if you listen to most of the stuff on this record, no need to argue. It's a little bit softer, lighter. Um, doesn't have a lot of the same the same sound that their first record did. So they changed a little bit of their vibe. But uh, I'm gonna play a song that's got some. It's got some uh, 
I guess you could tell which what type of cranberry song I like by the by the songs I'm bringing today. But um, but anyway, that's just I guess worth noting that like they have a wide range of sound. Um, I say for the most part it 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 you know because if you think about dreams and linger compared to the tracks I just played, they definitely lean more toward the REM side of alt rock than uh, like I say they maybe flirt with grunge like a couple like footsies under the table kind of flirting with grunge you know what i mean <laughs> not like barely scratch the surface but they still very subtle they still do in in some ways but not not really they're more on the alt rock spectrum uh anyway all right so let's let's jump to the next record here so i'm only going to play one track and let's just get right into it here q the song is called yates grave quite the groove in that song dude the way the bass guitar and drums like the way that they play off each other is something else dude like i love when the bass plucks alongside the 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 kick drum Mm -hmm. like uh mimics it yeah that's always a that's always a cool cool groove and that man they were like i just imagined that, that this song live I mean, I feel like they're just so in sync with this song. Yeah, and just, you know, like I was saying, it, it's the way she accentuates uh, certain parts of the verse and stuff like that that that, that makes her vocal delivery so powerful. Because, like, just especially with Pretty, right, where it just comes at it like it just, her volume, the way she kind of fluctuates. The, the control that she has, yeah, yeah. It, it just, she really utilizes that um trick if you want to call it a trick that you know that tool uh well and yeah and and that's i mean there's a right and wrong way to sing into a microphone (laughs) yeah like i don't know if it just comes naturally to her or or what but like the way that it's captured on on these recordings is really really powerful yeah so yates yeah or yates i should say yates grave that is a poet by the name of, well, she actually said the full name, William Butler Yates. Uh, so apparently she, uh, in an interview in 94, she said she was really into his poetry, that she wrote a song called Yates Grave the first time that she went to Sligo and saw where he was buried. She said he, uh, she loved his passion, the dreamer he was, and the fact that he looked beyond the material world to matters spiritual. That's awesome. Which is really representative of the Irish people as a race. So that's one thing about about um Dolores as a songwriter and and again what you what you get from the cranberries that you're that you aren't going to hear in the rest of the the songs that were charting in the 90s on the rock radio and stuff like that. Zombie is about um like an anti-war song about the Northern Ireland conflict, right? 
and like when you if you know if you're familiar with the lyrics right they're tanks they're bombs they're guns right in your head they are dying zombie 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 right yeah so she sings about struggles and conflicts from where you know her native country right her birthplace and stuff like that and so again you get a perspective that you're not going to hear from pearl jam you know right although you know pearl jam obviously sing about similar deep stuff like uh jeremy right yeah a uh, whole different kind of thing but like from the cranberry like cranberries you, you're getting uh their perspective that that only they can bring because they're from from ireland and that's just what what they grew up knowing and stuff she went you know she's familiar with some poet like poetry is a, is a thing that that um irish people are known for apparently i mean think about it like the two members of the band they're descendants of a famous poet you know what i mean yeah she's obsessed with this poet dude she went and saw his grave and stuff like it's just part of who they are you know let's take a quick break All right, I got two more tracks, so let's blow through these next two here. Uh, this next song is just, it's fun. And I think it's, uh, to me, it reminds me so much of the Smiths song. Um, and Q, if, you don't, if you're not familiar with the song, I might play it for you. It's a single, but it's uh, the Smiths' uh, Big Mouth Strikes Again. I don't believe so. I haven't given them a fair shake, man. Let me play that song real quick. Okay. Now, this is a single, so I know we don't play singles on this show, but... Sometimes we do. This is just to illustrate the comparison here, because this is what I think of. Maybe I'm maybe I'm alone in this, but when I hear uh, the song I'm going to play by the Cranberries next, this is the song I think of. And again, this is the Smiths' "Big Mouth Strikes Again." Dude, every time I hear, I've heard a few songs from that album specifically, The Queen is Dead. Mm-hmm. Every time I hear one, I'm like, I think it's time I need to dive into the Smiths. And then I never do. Yeah. They're worth giving, giving a listen to for sure. It's time. Um, anyway, so you heard that. Now, here's this song by the Cranberries. Came out their next record, To the Faithful Departed, came out in 1996. Uh, this song's a little bit more aggressive. Uh, right out of the gate you can tell me if you hear any similarities i do especially knowing that dolores was influenced by the smiths all right this song is fun it's called i just shot john lennon Yeah. 
You can hear it, dude. Right out the gate, right? Yeah. And I think totally. it, it's the way she strums. Like she, the the strumming patterns are very similar. Yeah. To uh to the Smiths, but um and that song reads like a um just like a standard uh country western tune. Totally. It's very like storytelling. Yeah. You know. Definitely. All right, that was another short and sweet song. There's only like a few a few seconds left in that track. But I got one more. And I think that this song is not to the extent that it was a single or that it was hugely popular. But as far as the subject matter goes, I think this next song was basically their zombie, but for this record, if you know what I'm saying, like the, the subject matter is similar. But this was not a single. It's the very last track. I always get uh, suspicious when I when I when I hear a song that I'm like that's kind of similar to this other one that was a huge hit on their previous record. I'm always like, well, is that just the record label being like, hey, can you can you just give us another zombie, please? It could have even been like um, maybe not even from from the get go set out to be written like zombie or sound like zombie, but then they tweak it in their studio or whatever. Like the producers like, let's make this one sound like zombie. Yeah. The only reason I'm saying it is because it it has similar subject matter. That's really it. Okay. As far as it being about a political type thing. So this song is called Bosnia. It's about um, this Yugoslav uh, civil war and like the brutality of it and stuff like that. And like um, how there's this war happening sort of in your backyard and you're just sort of like sitting at home secure in your in your house kind of thing, right? So anyway... Um, Again, the song is called Bosnia, and I'm going to let this one play out a little bit, um, kind of a lengthier clip, because there's a lot of stuff that happens in the song that are, that's kind of cool. All right, so again, this song is called Bosnia off of the Cranberries record, To the Faithful Departed.
What a cool way to like end the song and end a record too, right? Yeah. But yeah, what a what a cool song. Um, I love I love the concept of it. Like the drumming has got that sort of drummer boy, uh, marching drum beat, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way they close the song, as you heard, was like, "When do the saints go marching in?" As in, like, when is it over? I think is what she's trying to say there. Yep. And yeah, the lyrics are really interesting, right? Like we all sing songs in our rooms. Sarajevo erects another tomb. In other words, like like she was saying, like it's kind of shit. It's kind of like the the fucking the war in Afghanistan, right? Like, it's just this thing that's happening. You know what I mean? It's ha- Yeah, dude, that's the thing. Like, I just have to, you have to just not think about it. Right. <laughs> and that's kind of the point she's making. For her, uh, what she's thinking about is something that's like kind of like in your backyard and it's happening. Yeah. You know, it's a lot easier to distance yourself from it when it's across the globe, you know, with American soldiers in the Middle East or whatever. But like, uh, she's talking about civil war kind of in, in, in that, in the region that she's from, you know, really cool song. I love the way that, um, and again, like I love, this is what makes it so fun and rewarding to listen to Cranberries is what you, uh, I mean, I've been saying it all night, what you get from her vocals, right? The way that she accentuates the words Sarajevo over and over again in that kind of build up to the next verse. I liked that a lot. She's got this growl kind of to her that she kind of lets out a little bit. Yeah. And again, it's that sort of like that that dichotomy of like her soft um, vocals to the way that she can kind of really belt it out, you know. And hey, dude, another reason to listen to an album from start to finish because you're going to miss out on that sweet Bosnia track if you don't give it a give it a go. Right. And I was I was jumping around all over the place on these records to trying to find the picks to play. And I'm, I'm glad that I made it to the end for Bosnia because like, you know, I Imagine if I was like, all right, cool. I just shot a lot John Lennon. That's a good enough song. Let me just stop there. I've, I've got my picks. But, you know, I had to keep going because you never know when, like, the best track, your most favorite track on a record could be the very last track. I can't tell you how many times I've I've done that where I've, where I've gone back and listened to records that I love and I maybe for whatever reason never made it to the last track. And then suddenly it's like, oh, crap. This song on the record that's at the end is a, a banger, you know? My new favorite track. It makes me think of um, Gimme Fiction. What's the last song on that? I couldn't tell you, but Tyler Darling could tell you in a heartbeat. Tyler Darling, uh, if you don't know, is the host of I Turn My Podcast On, which is a podcast dedicated to the greatest band of all time, perhaps Q, Spoon. At least that's how he would say it. Merchants of Soul, dude. Merchants of Soul. Yeah, Merchants of Soul. It's a killer imagine track. Imagine if you didn't uh, get all the way to the end. Of I that don't one. want to try to even imagine. You'd never that. know. I don't want to know what that <laughs> you is. You can't. Yeah. Anyone who presses play on a Spoon album is going to make it all the way to the end. That's a very good point. <laughs> all right. So here's here's uh, the sad the sad truth about um, about Dolores is she actually passed away in 2018 on the the 25th anniversary of their first record. Uh, so she was young. She was only 46. She died of a drug overdose, uh, an apparent, an apparent uh, drug overdose from, she was found in a hotel bathtub kind of thing, drowned in a bathtub, had a bunch of drugs in her system, that kind of thing. Right. Anyway. So, you know, um, the publication medium.com, the website, I'm aware of that publication. That's where I found that kick-ass article about shoegaze or doom gaze. I should say, remember, it's just a platform where anybody can write and publish articles, right? So I found this uh, this story written right after uh, she passed away by somebody named Charles Tanzer on on uh, Medium. I actually have his name this time. Um, <laughs> it's called a love letter to Dolores O'Riordan of the Cranberries, and part of and this is going to be kind of different because I'm going to read quite a bit here. But like, I love this kind of stuff. I love hearing these types of stories. So he was talking about how. You know, where he was in his life when um, No Need to Argue came out, which was their second record. So I'm just going to read an excerpt from this piece by this guy, okay? He says, Dolores Mary Eileen O'Riordan, the 5-2 Dynamo from Limerick, is letting us all know just exactly what the fuck she thinks of stupid-ass wars. She's t- he's talking about zombie. It's powerful. She alternates between singing and screaming. And her voice grabs you and doesn't let go. I was living in Kyoto, the ancient historic capital of Japan, on a college junior year study abroad program when the song was released. He talks about how he bought a CD because it's before 
Spotify and, and streaming and all that kind of stuff. And he said that he had this hour-long bus ride that he would take from his host family in Yamashina, which was in the mountains in this beautiful, idyllic Japanese setting to the university in Kyoto where he was studying, right? He says that during that hour-long commute, he blasted the hell out of the cranberries and especially zombie on the disc man. And for those listening who are younger, that's a portable CD player. <laughs> yeah. A CD is a disc that you used to play music from, if you don't know. Uh, the view <laughs> from the bus, as he says, as we descended the mountains to the central plain of Kyoto, was simply amazing. He goes on and on to describe how beautiful it was. And he was saying the whole time he was blasting that zombie and daydreaming about war, life, love, loss, and nature. And he says that, um, try to imagine, right, an American college student listening to an Irish folk rock band on a bus in Japan, right? It seems strange, that sort of, that image, right? But that's how much they meant to him, right? Their music comforted me in a time when I was just finding my way in a new foreign country. They really made my adjustment to Japan easier and better, so I owe them a debt of gratitude. Anyway, I just loved that imagery and like that story of how important music is, right? And like, especially when you talk about like an American college student in Japan listening to an Irish folk rock band. That doesn't seem as crazy nowadays because we're all so connected, right? But like in the 90s, he talks about how he ran out, he ran out to the CD shop and, and, and um, found the record in Japan. But I just love, I love those types of moments where you're alone with music you know what i mean this guy was lucky enough to have an hour-long bus ride every day where he could zone out and listen to music while looking at these beautiful mountains in japan like i can't even imagine that yeah man it kind of captures it captures the magic of the magic uh, of music you know having a close relationship with music yes exactly anyway i know that was kind of a tangent but i love hearing that kind of stuff that was great dude i appreciate it so anyway uh he he just wanted to write this this uh his experience and his connection with, with the cranberries and specifically Dolores, you know, after she passed away, basically it was just him getting his thoughts out, but there it is. Now it's on the internet forever. Anybody can find it, connect with it. So anyway, um, that's that. Uh, after that, they, they, they continue to put out records, but, uh, nothing was, um, quite as, uh, successful or the same as their first three records. I really liked their first record. If you had to pick one to listen to all the way through, I'd, I'd recommend that one. There's a lot of solid stuff on here. Um, but there's great stuff scattered throughout their first three records um, beyond just the picks that I brought to the table today. But anyway, that's it, man. Awesome. Just scratching the surface of the, of the Cranberries. But um, again, that's one of those bands that we all know very, very well. If you're If you're a fan of 90s rock music, you know their three mega hits just like the rest of us do but uh if you've never really dug beyond the singles like this is the kind of music that that is uh between the singles as we like to say you love it dude great great picks great picks thank you all right what else are we gonna do man i don't know i want to i want to stay in the 90s all right dude. we're gonna stay in the 90s we're gonna figure this out right now i've been talking about doing this record for a while and this would be a pretty pretty big change of pace but um built to spill now that would be something, Q. Let's do it, man. If you're cool with with uh, taking the reins once more, because I don't really know anything about them, dude. Yeah, let's do. Never got into them. Let's do. Keep it like a secret. Came out in 1999, so we're right on the 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 the, the edge of the 90s here. But that's gonna, you know, kind of like uh, I don't know where you put Built to Spill. They're they're kind of like a um, I don't want to say emo, but they're certainly not. If I could figure out how to use the new Spotify layout, I could find their bio for you. <laughs> I mean, would you put them in like the Modest Mouse? Yeah. Thing? Like more on that side of things? Yeah. They're classified as indie rock. Yeah. That's a good enough umbrella to put them under. But they've been around for for a long, long time. So, but yeah, let's talk about Built the Spills. Keep it like a secret. That's a great record. I hope that um, it's not nothing but singles on this record because i know my favorites if i had to pick some and if they are singles well we're not going to play them because we don't we don't play singles on this we can't we can't do it yeah all right so next week we'll do build built to spill the week after that it might be time for another what you heard i don't know uh, it's gonna be time dude i'm gonna be yeah 
Gonna be ready to share some more tunes with you. All right. Built to spill next week. What you heard after that, and then who knows? Maybe we'll do. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll switch. Q. Maybe we'll switch it up finally. I think so. Yeah. I think it'll be it'll be time. All right. Cool. As we head into June. Well, we know what's coming in June, dude. We won't spill beans, but we already have at least one episode in store for us. We'll we'll talk about it um, during the What You Heard episode. It's gonna be hard for us not to spill beans. Yeah. Well, we're gonna talk about because we're gonna play the single. Oh, you're right. No one knows what we're talking about, but yeah, dude, I can't wait. All right. Well, you, uh, yeah, yeah. You can uh, find us on Twitter at No Filler Podcast. Uh, shout out to us. Tell us what what you like and don't like about the show. Just say something to us. You know, anything. It's, it's not hard. Is it hard? I don't know. I don't tweet. It's really not that hard. Yeah, just say something to us. We'll respond to you. Um, tell us. Hey, you know what? What's one of your favorite cranberry tracks that I missed? Tell us. Tell us. Uh, maybe a song from some of their later stuff that that we overlooked. Let us know your favorite cranberries track, and we'll play it as an outro on our What You Heard. Yeah, it's that simple. People. You heard it here. You want to? You want? You want your stuff played on on the? You know, we're we're like radio DJs, man. This is for real. This is a request. We're taking requests right now. Our What You Heard is our monthly mixtape, and we try, and we've we've been successful for the last three to have our outro come from one of our listeners or you know friend of the show we want to play your tunes let us know what your favorite help let us know what your favorite built to spill is yeah good call dude built to spill man they've got a ton of music they're still putting out music so yeah if you're listening right now that makes you a listener and we would like to hear from you <laughs> that's how that works Especially if you make it if you made it to the end of this yeah. episode that means you're a listener exactly so give so us reach a shout out, out on, on Twitter. Twitter. Jinx Coke. <laughs> All right. Um, you can also find us on the Pantheon Podcast Network. That's pantheonpodcasts.com. The home of podcasts for music lovers. I do think we switch that up every time. I don't know what the actual slogan is. That's cool. Probably should know that by now. But uh, pantheonpodcast.com. Lots of great music-centric podcasts, including us. <laughs> Yours truly is what I was going to say. <laughs> us, uh, your, uh, uh, the two of us. <laughs> anyway, just about anything <laughs> anything that, that tickles your fancy, you can find a show about it, most likely, on the Pantheon Podcast Network. So that's pantheonpodcast.com, and uh, that's that. We're going to come at you next week with Built to Spill and their record, Keep It Like a Secret. That's all we got for you. My name is Travis. And I'm Quentin. We'll talk to you all later. sports fans there's only one sports book in the great state of maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers bet fred sportsbook at long shots is now open and is the only sports book in frederick offering cash betting on football basketball world soccer and more visit the bet fred sportsbook at i-270 and md85 in frederick right next to long shots off track betting go to betfredsports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise must be 21 or older play responsibly for help call 1-800-GAMBLER it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 